0: Hello, everybody. I'm here today with Magenta Pixie, and we had a conversation earlier in 2017, and it sounds like we both enjoyed it, and it offered uh, a different view into the different, uh, I want to say, wisdom and teachings that we offer, and the collaboration and the uh, the interim conversation between the two of us can be, I know I enjoy it, and I heard from a lot of you that you enjoyed the um, kind of witnessing and observing that kind of dialogue and interchange between the two of us. So welcome, Agenda Pixie. Thank you for saying yes. Yay, it's a great idea.
1: Love to chat with you again. Thank you for suggesting it.
0: So initially when I reached out to you, it was right after the Harvey Weinstein scandals were starting to be revealed. And I felt so much um, uploaded information and uh, I want to say cosmic insights about what was really going on. Um, And that was why I initially reached out and then both of us came down with our very similar versions of like a cold virus with coughs, etc. So we we paused it and now here we are again and we both just decided that maybe that topic isn't as relevant. But it sounds like we agreed to talk about the energies of this month, December 2017, and even uh, possibly a peak into 2018, as well as strategies that we recommend for these beautiful fellow members of light that we're interacting with here today, um, helping them feel that closeness and that personal connection to the light, the eternal light that we are, even while we're here. Does that sound okay?
1: It sounds great. And I think it's divine timing. Obviously, mm-hmm. we were meant to come together now in December rather than <sighs> earlier. But mm-hmm. I didn't realize you'd had several downloads about that situation. Did you want to briefly touch on it? Uh Okay,
0: yeah, I can do that. Let me feel into where I where I'm feeling it today.
1: If we maybe just spend five, ten minutes on briefly touching on that and then we'll switch over to
0: the the importance of it, in my view, is the coming into the light of something that had been intentionally and covertly veiled for so many years. And the the interesting part about those that, I would, can, that I'm viewing as sort of insiders that knew about it all along um, are now so comfortable and almost flippant and, oh yeah, that's been going on forever. And it's like, well, it's pretty unfortunate that no one actually said that publicly. I mean, all of these players have a very uh, public voice because it would have saved so many victims. Um, and I feel like it's a really powerful reminder of using our voice and trusting our eyes when we see something and where we do feel the courage of even if it's uncomfortable to say something and I, you and I can probably relate to that in our work. It's, it's, it's not normal, <laughs> right? To do what we do and to create a public um, place to share this type of information. But audiences like this have gratefully received our courage in some ways. And this ability to speak your voice that all of us have a voice for a reason and all of us see things and know things that are, I want to say, more relevant to people than sometimes we give ourselves credit. It is our fear of rejection or fear of not being heard where we start to justify that, oh, well, everyone knows that. And then this
1: is a classic example of,
0: no, they didn't know that.
1: Mm -hmm. I agree with everything you've said. And I also agree with the, this coming to light because it's been hidden, because it's been mm. veiled. Everything is now showing itself. What I would add to that, though, is I'm not sure really how this stands for Hollywood film world, but I grew up in the British theatre. M- my parents were both in the theatre. My father was an opera singer. My mother was a ballet dancer when I was born. So, you know, I was taken backstage from birth. I grew up backstage around the theatre and around the cast. And I was very young when I decided I wanted to follow in my parents' footsteps and go into the theatre as well. And, mm-hmm. and I will say that it's, it's, it's another world. It's, it's a secluded world. And when you're mm-hmm. in that, that world... You don't necessarily... And, and I'm talking about the, the, the people. I'm not talking about those that are the perpetrators of this. I'm talking about the people in the world who knew about this. Hmm. It's, it, because you think that everyone in the world around you knows, you don't realize that that has not been made known outside of your world. And you don't really think so much outside of your world either, especially when you're young. Now, talking of this particular thing... When I was very, very young, my mother took me aside and told me about the casting couch. It mm-hmm. was it was just a standard thing that we were mm-hmm. taught as little girls. It's absolutely awful. But I'm, I mean, I must have been really young. I'm talking about maybe sort of seven or eight. Mm-hmm. when I, I mean, I started doing drama classes at nine, but I was dancing at sort of four. And it must have been seven or eight, maybe nine years old that my mother told me about the casting couch and it was very matter of fact and it was very sort of like um, mm. when you go for a part and you audition, some, some directors um, will take you into, for your role due to your talent but there are other directors that will expect you to, you know, sorry my dog's barking, um, <laughs> give them sexual favours and sleep with them or whatever mm. um, and you have to know now that it's possible that, that when a director says that to you you know she basically taught me to say no and to turn down any role you know and and I, so i i grew up knowing about this from the age of like 7 and you take it as like you t- when you're that young you don't even think it's anything bad you just think well that director doesn't want that. And this director's bad and he does. So therefore, mm. you, you know, you're not going to take that role. Now, I don't know what it's like in Hollywood film, but I just know that there's like a secluded world mm. and that's what I grew up in. And it isn't really that you're keeping anything secret from other people. It's just mm. that it's, it becomes a well-known standard thing and you don't even think about others not knowing wow. what I see in energeti- is awful, isn't it? What I see about mm. Hollywood energetically mm. is, what I feel in, in Hollywood film, rather than British theatre, is a completely different kind of energy. Mm. I think there's more fear there amongst the women, because if they speak out, would they risk their career? Mm-hmm. So it's very much like, well, you know, this this is my career. This is what I've trained for. I don't yeah. want to do this, but mm. I can't really speak out. And also the reason why they couldn't speak out isn't just through fear of losing their career. Mm-hmm. It's because the perpetrators at the level of, of it's Harvey Wein, Weinstein, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, that level, he was protected, if you like, or cushioned yes. by a network. Mm-hmm. There was a network behind him. And what that network is doing is now this is all coming out. They're choosing who to throw under the bus they're choosing Mm -hmm. who to think well you know you're not going to get protected anymore we'll let you take the rap and you can be the fall guy to Mm -hmm. try and sort of because to me what we're seeing here is the tip of the iceberg so there's lots and lots of layers and yes it's been going on for years and like I said I've known about this in my own personal life since Mm -hmm. I was a child standard thing we all we all just knew awful but I'm glad it's coming out now. I'm glad it's now coming out. It's got to. Mm -hmm.
0: The other layer of it that came through in a weekly message that I did this week is the parallels between the sort of witch hunt that's going on right now with actually sort of the, the witch trials that some of us remember from previous timelines on Earth. This sort of let's get them and this false sense of security that if we take these people out of society, then we'll be safe again. Mm. And that perception of, of, oh, let's just get these bad guys, then everything will be good again. And we it's almost like removing or absolving ourselves of personal responsibility for like what your mother, she armed you really with powerful information, so that you had a choice. And yeah, there's, there's so many interesting layers. And I'll just throw this part in that, I remember a lot of persecution and it aligns perfectly with what you were saying of uh, Jane Fonda or some other, some other sort of pillar um, like matriarch almost in Hollywood film and television that when she said, yeah, I I knew about this, there was immediately, well, you should have said something. And I can't Mm -hmm. deny that there's a part of me that was like, I wish you would have said something too. But I also very much felt that this, perception that we have of some of these folks being so big that they are untouchable that they would have been beyond the fear of repercussion had they spoken out that's not true they feel just as vulnerable about that position and that's the way they build it that's the way those structures are built is very carefully played gatekeepers and you know, your position is, is based on your agreement and you're following the line of, of multiple systems. And um, I want to say agreements of, of who's in and who's out and nobody wants to be out because it is a precarious position. Their, their whole reputation is, is at stake here and if they've made a whole life of it, that doesn't mean that they're like, oh, I'm immune to any repercussions. Now I'm good. They probably actually feel like they have more to lose.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, look look what's happening now. Some some of these top actors are being edited out of their of their yeah. films because of things. So their careers are not set in stone once these things come yeah. out. And I will also say that I feel that this is, you know, the, I won't say it's the tip of the iceberg. I think it's gone a little bit deeper than the tip of the iceberg, but it's not got to the core. And I, w- I was looking at this whole thing energetically and I was thinking... It, it's interesting what you say, people get this false sense of security and think, take the bad guys out, you know, get them all arrested mm-hmm. and then we're all safe and the industry is safe for us all. Mm-hmm. But really, if, to use a metaphor, you know the film, The Matrix with mm. um, Agent Smith and how Agent Smith is, is sort of going to all the other people and he's turning them into Agent Smith as well. So it's mm. almost like this machine is constantly generating Agent Smiths all the time. Mm. This mm-hmm. is what we're looking at. We're not looking at this person, this individual film director or this individual actor or this individual person. We are looking at a machine that's constantly mm-hmm. churning out copies of the mm-hmm. same person. And I think the, the way to to, d- to deal with this is to go to the core, the, the machine. Mm-hmm. And I do absolutely feel that there are individuals and the nine call these individuals freedom fighters. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure who they are at this point, but these freedom fighters are the ones who have the knowledge as to how to shut that machine down. Mm -hmm. And that's what's, that's, what's coming really close, really close. You know, I mean, we're Mm -hmm. in December, 2017 Mm -hmm. and that's, that's going to happen that that core it's not just about the theater or or hollywood or 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 the film industry it's many industries Mm -hmm. those machines that generate repeated copies of the same kind of person Mm -hmm. those machines are being shut down that's what i would say
0: okay i love that so i'll layer on And I don't feel like it's at odds with it, but it may feel to some people like it's at odds with it. And this is where last time in our conversation, we started to talk about that plan A and plan B. So I'm, (laughs) I'm super passionate about this idea of, I, I wired myself. I believe my higher self wired me as Jill to be very impatient. So the minute I hear words like it's coming, it's happening, there's a part of me that goes, I don't want to wait. I don't Fine. want to, I don't want to wait for it to happen. So this, but it's in our favor in this, in this regard, I feel. So not that different than your mother warning you and in, not just warning, but informing empowering you empowering to, to be girl. prepared that this will happen and you need to watch out for this so that you're not shocked. And that's what some of these victims, I mean, I, even maybe if they had been warned, they, they probably still felt to me and like this would happen to me, not with this person. And that's my next, uh, my next point here. It's really clear from my connection with my team that we are very wise to, rather than looking for a bad guy, be very savvy and mindful and heartful about unconscious energy and that's the system, I feel that you're talking about being possibly a match for people that may surprise us that in moments, even the most well-regarded, high- integrity person, through various states of weakness or fragmentation, etc., it's like they forget their real true character, and they allow themselves you could almost look at it like being hijacked by an unconscious force that has very different motives very different value systems than that human that we may like and appreciate so when i've done talks sometimes and somebody says well who do we need to watch out for who are these guys and they start to name the normal cabal kinds of players my team normally says okay hang on everybody don't discount the fact that this unconscious energy is more like a fog and it can take over Surprising characters at times if you're not very aware and you're looking for the energy patterns of somebody that is not in their body Doesn't want goodwill for you um, They're not op- operating from benevolence and you can sense danger like at your core and trust that even if it's a person that you think well They wouldn't do that. We, we have so much history to how often we are surprised by someone's bad decisions in moments of weakness or moments of compromise, whatever it is, but to Mm. give sufficient credit for that system that you speak of, and the way that it can almost like infiltrate folks. And it's like, it's I don't want to say stay on guard in a fearful way. But just like your mom, this is going to happen. This is earth. This is the way this reality works. So I love the idea of This will eventually not be a problem. There's these freedom fighters that take it out. But I also want to be more, you know, feel more like your mom's advice that we're giving everybody of, but you guys be on, be on alert, be on aware that you're in earth. And from what I understand from my team, we didn't come here to be safe. That's not what this place is for is to feel safe. But even amidst a situation that's not wired for our light and our love, we can be Very aware of who and what we are in every situation to protect that, to nurture that, to, I want to say, sanctify that in a reality that's not honoring of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I might say we came here to manifest safety Mm. in a potentially Mm. unsafe environment, Mm. but also I feel... It's like a hive mind. You're describing this fog. I would mm-hmm. see that as a hive mind and it is a hijacking, but that's not to take away the responsibility of the individual human as well. I so totally we've got so agree. many layers, so mm-hmm. many layers here. Yeah. I
0: think
1: also you're talking about um, individuals working with their own intuition and trusting themselves. And I think, you know, everything around us is a reflection of Mm. us building our own reality and when we're faced with let's say for example let's use actors as a um as an example you're faced with one actor and another actor both both great actors both being in different um you know top blockbuster films Mm -hmm. we learn to work with our own intuition by working with the energy of these people by feeling their energy or by what we see. So as we awaken more, we, we won't need to read things in the newspaper or hear things on the media about what people have done. We will know you will see a photograph of one actor and think lovely. What a lovely light person, Mm. pure, no dark energy there. Then we'll look at another actor and think and want to recoil because you can see Hmm. You can see the hijacking, you can see how it's affected that person, and you can actually see the distortion. You can even see what they're doing. I mean, you know, Harvey Weinstein, is this Stain or Stein?
0: I I say Weinstein
1: because it is, yeah, I think it's Weinstein. I think Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein is a perfect example. Yes. I mean, for someone who is psychic or clairvoyant or can read energy, Mm mm-hmm it's clearly seen in his energetic field and in his aura. Yeah. It's, it's so, so obvious when you look at his photograph, you can Mm. see what he is. You can see the hijacking and you can see what he is. It's, it's so obvious and it's not just in actors. You can see this in Mm -hmm. politicians and in other individuals. Yeah. So we're, we're learning to, Mm. um, work with that intuition ourselves as well. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost as though the, the whole world becomes a reflection of our own raising of our own intuition. We're learning to become more and more discerning. I know that this is something that clairvoyants and psychics and channels do, mm-hmm. but this is something that everyone can do.
0: I like that. my team is like how are you going to put what we're showing you I'm like I don't know how I'm going to put words to this but I'll just throw it out there I can edit as needed Um, there's another it makes it messy and that's because I love I love the clarity and I, I love what you're saying there and I'm like yes I want that I want that too and Jesus at one point as a member of my team and he's a member of the nine too is that true Or do you feel like the Christos consciousness in general is part of the nine?
1: That's a great question. (laughs) I don't necessarily look at the nine and see an individualized being. However, within that that Christ consciousness, should Mm -hmm. I want to call upon...
0: Mm-hmm. An entity
1: that I give a perception to as Jesus, then yes, that would. Okay,
0: step forward. there we go. That's good. So Jesus came forward at one point because I started to question this idea that everything in this reality is a reflection of ourselves, and that felt oh. blasphemous at some point when I was really questioning it, because basically it was like, well, if I see, you know, someone's anger, but I don't feel angry. Am I denying that I'm angry or is there actually a distinction between me and them where I am perceiving things that are not a projection of me. And Jesus came in and what he offered is that there is a level of consciousness that not only is available on Earth, but has always been available on Earth, where you do actually take a distinctive perspective of who and what you are and who and what you observe. And I said, okay, and he said, that's what I did. So what I saw as pain or suffering or sadness was not a projection of me. It was a, it was a clear observation of, of that individual, that, that one. And then I said, okay, wait, you just said that one is if we're not all one. And he smiled and he said, well, in this reality, you do have the option of embracing the idea that you're all a one. And I still feel the bigness of that, Magenta, because when we slide into an idea that I am responsible, like you were talking about earlier with this idea about somebody that's been taken over by the hive mind or whatever terms we want to use, that they are responsible for their behavior, but I am not responsible for their behavior. And when somebody like Harvey Weinstein does some of these just diabolically dark things, that is not a projection of me that is a creation, an unconscious creation of him and what he allowed himself to be a part of. Mm. So it is...
1: I, I, I understand completely what you're saying and I agree. I think what I was meaning by reality being a projection of of ourselves. I wasn't Mm. necessarily meaning that someone's darkness is a projection Mm. of darkness in you because we're individual and we're all on Mm. completely different stages. So we have this individualization. I think what I meant was that if you take the perspective where you're the only incarnated individual Mm. and you see the reality as a screen Mm. that that is there to teach you to discover what is in you mm. and i didn't necessarily mean if you see something dark discover the darkness in you mm. i was more meaning if you see something dark discover the sight within you to be able to see it so and that, that you everything's didn't... a reflection um. as in um almost as if it were a teaching tool for your mm. own growth however you wouldn't want to only take that perspective because then that sort of makes excuses for mm. everyone else in your reality mm-hmm. oh well they're meant to be really dark and awful and evil mm. but mm. you can learn so mm-hmm. you, you take only that perspective but that perspective is true as long as you understood the other perspectives as well so mm. what i mean is that if you see somebody doing something dark it is a learning curve in the same respect you have two channels one mm. is delivering one type of channeled information the other is delivering another and mm. one might be delivering um really uh, truthful loving high mm. vibrational information and another channel might be Delivering complete nonsense, and it's your discernment <laughs> that is attuned through that. So you yes. would discern with words or with information with with someone like Harvey Weinstein and people like him, mm-hmm. you know, Illuminati politicians, whatever. Your mm-hmm. discernment is triggered, which is what you were saying earlier about this. Um, being aware of your own feelings Mm -hmm. and I I think that's just one level to it there's so many levels almost as though you could make the statement this should not be happening this should never have happened you know we've been hijacked we've been trapped we've been lied to we've been cheated and it should never have happened it's absolutely diabolical and it needs to stop right now all of that's true you can Mm -hmm. also take another perspective and say it's all perfect. Mm. This is all meant to be. Everything is, uh, is as it should be. But when someone only says that, mm-hmm. when someone says that the world is perfect, there, there, is no, there is nothing wrong here. The world is amazing. It's all absolutely perfect. And they only take that, that viewpoint. Yeah. Then they are completely missing the bit that's completely not perfect at all. And I know quite a few people who will constantly, repeatedly, when you try and talk about um, politics or President Trump or um, (laughs) any other controversial subject, they'll say, well, everything's perfect. Where have you sailed
0: to? Where are you? You Oh, I love this. And
1: it's it's, it's not easy to get these layers, is it? We have to embrace the third dimension, move through that fourth dimension of sort of, um you know confusion and and mixing sort of realities into that fifth dimension and we have to kind of balance all of it and it's not an easy thing to do because it means you have different perspectives and different paradigms and different opinions and different Mm. viewpoints all in your one belief system but that is ascension
0: it is ascension and it's also multidimensionality and I feel yes, like we're sliding yes. really beautifully into the topic of December energy are, and 2018 energies because it doesn't get more clear. It, no. it actually gets more complex yes. and that to me is a really, a, a, I hope it's a call for all of us to embrace this, I want to say emotionally mature, balanced, I can handle this kind of and I love that you brought up the story of your mother. Your mother was respecting you and trusting you enough as a young woman in a very a mature <laughs> adult industry, right? But yeah. you heard her, and I would say that kept that allowed you to make very empowered decisions throughout the way. And she tr- she was handing you just dis- your discernment and saying, "This is what I want you to be aware of. It this was is good. Real. I quality. do
1: feel it was it was good. Everything you say is true. I think she put a little bit too much responsibility on the, young, on the young <laughs> shoulders." but then i i never really had time to see it as anything bad i think i saw it as that's how it is that's real that's yeah. how it is and this is that. how i deal with it yes. and it wasn't just about um you know it wasn't just about that one subject in Mm -hmm. the theatre, they're all very open, and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, when I was really, really young, I mean, I'm talking about sort of maybe three or four, Mm. you know, I would see obviously men dressed up as women all the time, they'd be dame, yeah, and they were often, you know, gay, homosexual, Mm -hmm. and... When I was little, um, I, my mum would talk to me about, you know, this man dresses up as a woman because they're dame and then principal girl dresses as a boy because she's a boy. This is how f- pantomime. And she would just matter-of-factly say that, they, actually, they would call it camp back then. I mean, this is back in the sort of late 60s, early 70s, when I was really little. And they would say, that man's camp and that man's straight. And that, that man's straight means he likes women and that man is camp and he likes men. I was so young and I just thought, that's normal. So never ever questioned it and yeah. I've grown up that way I'm very grateful actually yes. to my parents for doing that because that that feeling of that being normal
0: mm-hmm. has stayed
1: with me for always yes. and you see it is normal it, it is yes. this man likes men this man this man likes women they can choose whoever mm-hmm. they want to be with oh, they can be heterosexual sorry. they can be homosexual and there's no judgment whatsoever coming from a child so that yes. was never ever there in me ever Love and that. when I met people who did have judgment I could not understand it <laughs> I yes. So I'm, I am grateful for yeah. my mother in that respect but I think she was sometimes a bit too open and she told me things when I was just a bit too young but then <laughs> (laughs) that's the way he's trusting (laughs) you yeah
0: that's so beautiful um another piece that i want to offer because this i know for me was really empowering when my team showed it to me and it relates to this idea about the complexity of this reality and you were talking about the you know seeing everything as oh well that's perfect right so because I didn't want to see murder and hate and famine and homophobic energy as perfect. I, I have my own value system about, about what I like in this reality and what I don't. And I didn't know what to do with that. And I was, I was feeling into it. My team said, well, you know, you, you're an expression of your, of your team. You're an animation of your soulfulness, Jill. And not everybody else feels that way. And that was big. And what, what I love to offer people is this idea that not everybody here on the planet incarnated on, at this time is like this group. There are many souls that literally incarnated to be in this reality to forget that they're God to have an experience that is allowed here where we can forget that we're God. So in that regard, I, could, I guess you could say it is perfect. Because when you see somebody either acting like an ass or just being totally anti, anti-light and wanting to almost like to suppress light when they see it, that is the unconsciousness that's available in this reality. But that doesn't mean we have to like it. And no. that doesn't mean that our teams are asking us to pretend that we like it. To, no. Because when somebody gets harmed in this reality, our teams aren't saying, yay, I got hurt. That's exactly as planned. No, yeah. we, we knew it was possible. But that doesn't mean we want it to happen.
1: No. The nine have taught me to see this through dimensions and I guess I use a dimensional scale. Mm -hmm. So it's just a model I know, but you know, the third being at the bottom and then in the middle, the fourth, and then above that, the fifth. So Mm. I'm able to split those perspectives. So I think, right, my third dimensional self is seeing somebody, as you say, being an ass. (laughs) So my third (laughs) dimensional self is thinking, you ask, you know, <laughs> but my fourth dimensional self would be sort of looking at layers, perhaps looking at, well, why is he behaving this way? Maybe it's because of his past. Perhaps this happened when he was a child. Yeah. The fifth dimensional aspect would be saying you're perfect and you're part of me. You're another mm. part of me in a different time zone. So I'll, I I'll move into all these different perspectives. But I think yeah. with you, what's great is you you've um, found your own perspective. Perspective and belief, you're looking at all these other beliefs and you're thinking, Well, I don't know as I can take that on board. I don't know as I agree with this. And then your team come in and they stand there uh, mm-hmm. sort of a- as, as an oppo- opposing communicator with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you work things out with the conversation with them. So you, yeah. s- you s- and it's lovely how. <laughs> Both of us have got quite different processes. And I think Mm -hmm. that's really, well, moving into, you were talking about how it would be nice for us to talk about strategies for people. Mm -hmm. There's just two strategies Mm -hmm. in in how you see reality. My strategy is to decide what does my 3D self feel? What does Mm -hmm. my 4D self feel? What does my 5D self feel? They're the main three dimensions we're working with. I mean, we've got multiple, but you know, Mm -hmm. three, four, and five and look at the different perspectives and and, and have a a unification within them and understand that Mm -hmm. there's part of me as as Magenta that can think, I don't like you. I don't Mm -hmm. want to be around you. I don't like your behavior and I'm not going to like you. And yet there's another part that's I love you. I embrace you. I know that you're my soul brother and all of those. And I think the, the danger comes when you stick either in 3D Mm-hmm. and you don't like anyone and that's it or <laughs> you stay in 5d and you love everybody no matter oh, what you do. Well, and then you trip over and fall flat on your face so yes. that's one model and your model is to have this communication with the team to actually say well i believe this but i don't know as i can take on board that <laughs> and they're coming I... in
0: I actually, I actually feel like they're the same model, though, and this may be fun, yes, because yes. I agree with everything that you're saying about the three, four, and five, and my team has a different, a different scale, kind of like Celsius and Fahrenheit. So yes, I always talk about yes. it. it's, it's way more than five, but you said that, too. So what I want to make sure people hear, because I hear from my audience members about well oh that 's three d as if they 've left the three d no, and I just want to no, emphasize what what right. I hear you saying so clearly, and I know this to be true too, you guys we don 't leave the three d no, we did not it 's like books on a bookshelf there 's this book that 's three d there 's this book that 's forty there 's this book that 's five d, and they 're all sitting right next to each other, yes. so magenta, true right, so as you 're talking about the three d it 's right next to all the other layers, and that 's I feel that's so necessary because when I see people that are, I want to I use the word naive, and that's probably a little harsh and exaggerated, maybe for effect, but they feel like I'm being 5D because I'm seeing everyone as, as love. I'm seeing everyone as me, but what they may not be correct, or uh, I may, it's not that it's incorrect, but I would like express caution like your mother, <laughs> right? Be careful to ignore the 3D and the 4D awareness that you, I, I, I want to say, should have in this yes. reality. Otherwise, we are more likely to be victimized because yes. there's their higher self version and then there's the version they're choosing to be. Whether it's a lover, a best friend, your child, I mean, all of us have the, all of these layers. And to deny their 3D version is really, I think, a disservice.
1: It is, but it's a journey and Mm, some people haven't got to the level where they can expand into more than one dimension at the same time they're still in a linear time frame so even though they may have jumped into 5d and discovered 5d Mm -hmm. because they're linear in their thinking which in itself is 3d they haven't they've they're basically it's to use the metaphor They've seen the new world. They've seen mm-hmm. the 5D world. They, they can see it. They can feel it, but they haven't quite got there to live. Right. But another metaphor uh, to explain to those people mm-hmm. about leaving 3D, take a piano. If you're a pianist and you mm-hmm. want to create a symphony, if you are jumping to 5D and leaving 3D behind, that's like only using these keys, but you exactly. can't use these keys here to make mm-hmm. that tune. And that's we right. need all of those keys to make yes. that symphony. But it isn't yeah. easy. And when I first woke up spiritually, mm-hmm. I guess that's what I would have done. I, would, I discovered 5D and mm-hmm. I'm there. And it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I wanted to forget everything else. I wanted to be gone. You know, And I remember a time when I stood on a clifftop and actually shouted out by the beach Mm. to the sky, come and get me, thinking that spaceships would come and pick me up right right now. The ETs would come and get me right now. And I remember thinking, why am I even here? I've learned everything that there is to know. In this reality, there's nothing more (sighs) I could possibly learn. Mm -hmm. I know it all. and This was 1993, before I'd even Mm -hmm. begun. But because I'd spent a few months in 5D, I thought Mm -hmm. I I knew the lot. (laughs) So it is a journey, (sighs) and there's always more to learn. And I think the major learning is when we do embrace those multiple dimensions. That's multidimensionality, as you say. I have the same as you. I've had people say to me, you're fluffy bunny, you're off the planet, you're one of the love and light brigade, you do us a disservice because you're not looking at the real world. And I'm thinking, you know, what, what can you say when I, when I know that, that I am? But I've yeah. had the opposite. I've had people say to me, you're too... Too um, negative,
0: too pessimistic. Yeah.
1: Well, not, not, <sighs> yes, but I've had yeah. people say to me, I, I'm too psychological. I'm looking with the mind, oh. and I'm forgetting the spirit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. I work with the How can I? <laughs> so everyone's going to have a different perception? <laughs> and of course, yes. if somebody isn't balanced in themselves, then they might see a reflection in, in you. That's the that's the parallel swing. Yes, and and Love it's but we are coming into that balance now we we are all coming in. well i remember when i looked at the new age community back in 1993 when i had my awakening and there was a huge divide between people who had floated off into the space and were totally ungrounded 5d forgetting 3d and when i first sort of came back into that field when I first started to bring forward the nines messages in 2008, I noticed that that hadn't really changed that much from 1993, Mm -hmm. but it is changing now. And I think more and more people are are getting it. And you know, these metaphors are difficult, aren't (sighs) they to understand sometimes like, you know, the splitting of the worlds, there's an old earth Mm -hmm. and a new earth. When I first heard that metaphor, I did actually think, well, does that mean there will be two planet earths in the sky? Mm -hmm. And then, with, with ascension I, I did actually think well, are we actually leaving this dimension will a portal mm-hmm. actually open before me in my bedroom that i'll step mm. through and i'll actually have a completely new body and a totally new new face and i'm going to be in another dimension and in the early days of these metaphors it took me a while to understand what mm. these metaphors meant
0: yes
1: and you you know, if you repeatedly release messages, I've had people say to me only recently, you know, you repeatedly tell a saying ascension is this date. And um, you know, the the DNA, DNA activation is this date, And then it doesn't happen. And then you pick another date. Aren't you tired of all this constant telling us that something's going to happen when it never does. Mm. And, and, uh, but, but I have to think, well, everything that's been said has occurred on the dates when it's, been prophesied. <sighs> it's just that some people can't see that because they're not feeling yes. they're not feeling the merge between the dimensions. <clears throat>
0: I love that. And they don't know what they're looking for. And sometimes we don't know what we're looking for because we haven't created within those dimensions yet. So here's where the, the beauty of, of my, you know, the, the way we all fit together in this beautiful mosaic, my impatience in this case, I can relate to that person. Not, not about complaining about you in any regard, but
1: I totally relate to it too.
0: (laughs) It's like, I don't want to wait either. So I find myself always like, yeah, I don't want to wait. What can we do now? Yeah, I don't want to wait. What can we do now? So I really love this idea that by allowing ourselves the complexity, that not only by being 5D, okay, let me me slow this down. This feels important. When we are 5D, that, that we don't have to leave the 3D. So it's not that we're begrudgingly drag it along. We... We in in a way have to drag it along, and that's not a problem, you guys. That's and I just right. want to make sure the audience feels that that there's this sense of, but I want to be 5D and not have 3D. I want to not have 4D either, Jill. I just want to be 5D. Mm-hmm. But there's there's cosmic energies involved in this that you can't deny. I mean, and I like to use the funny example: you show me five cookies, and I beg you to show me that there's not three cookies there. It's it's just it's just nature you can't yeah. have 5 without 3 you can't have 6 without 5 so yeah. we need to adjust our perspective and that's what i was going to offer about this idea of well they're not there yet and it's their journey see so here's my impatience coming in but it's nonlinear, you guys. So for anyone that's out there saying, but I want to get to the point where I, where I understand what you're saying. And, and I want to feel the benefits of being embracing my five dimensional range in consciousness. And I want to say energies and patterns. And I also want to find a way to figure out what to do with this 3d version of myself. So and that, that is the journey. Yes. And that can be a nonlinear approach, you guys. So yeah. sometimes I know for me, the impatient. <laughs> it's a very impatient one. When I hear journey, I think, oh, there's going to be a lot of time involved in this. It doesn't have to be a lot of time. Because really, a lot of what's happening with this pulling back the veil, and with this, um, I want to say, eruption of scandal, is yeah. because, the, because of those of us that are truly, I want to say, cosmically, divinely straddling the 3D, the 4D, and the 5D. We have a structure, a basis of being able to accept the truth of what's really going on. Yes. And that's my biggest complaint about politics and this idea of the cabal and knowing that there's a lot of these politicians, whether we hate them or love them, whether we feel like they're the white hats or the black hats, a lot of them withhold information from us because their perception is that we can't handle it. And the sad truth is that a lot of us walk around and basically demonstrate the proof of that, that we can't handle it. And it is like that uh, Jack Nicholson movie, you can't handle the truth, (laughs) right? Um, (laughs) So can we handle the truth? Can we handle the the more simple basic truths that we have 3D layers and we have 4D layers and we have 5D layers? And that we can make a home within our human, within our one, for all Mm. of that to actually go together. And it isn't simple but it isn't as complex as we would think it is because they're just layers and flavors of energy that are available yeah. to us here. And we, are, we have mastery available to us in this reality that can yeah. more than deal with the complexity. So we don't need a Dick and Jane book for any more of Dick and Jane Rand, you know, Jane saw Dick. We can handle complex, you know, <laughs> language, etc. We can do this.
1: We can. The thing is people have been locked into a trap they have been hijacked and kept dumbed down so that they can't handle the truth deliberately. The the people that have broken free from that sort of false trap system, the ones that are embracing multidimensionality can handle this situation because they are outside of that trap. The people that can't handle the truth have been deliberately infiltrated and programmed to not be able to handle the truth. Yes. However, that programming is breaking down. The more of us that are breaking free from <laughs> and are creating this new um matrix of light if you like that's superimposing itself over this control structure, creating a whole new system. It's creating holes in the original control structure. So the old matrix is literally breaking down. Yes. So people are, are more and more able to handle more and more of the truth. That's, that's where we are right now.
0: Yes. And I, I, I want to give us credit because a lot of us are the reason that's breaking down. Yes. Those of us yes, that are,
1: absolutely. oh,
0: it's so exciting that a group like this is, has bypassed some of that limited thinking, has bypassed those structures that basically treat us as little children that, well, patting us on the head, you can't handle the truth. And again, that impatience for me comes in, because when I see that, I literally feel like Jesus may have felt when he was throwing up the tables. I want That's the us-
1: indigo side, the indigo <laughs> fire. You, yes. you know, it's, you're meant to feel that way. Mm -hmm. when you when you're faced with an injustice um a disservice you are meant to feel that Uh, it's it's not really anger it's it's more um determination and justice and the the desire for integrity and truth that's the indigo energy and even individuals who are predominantly crystal like you to, to me are predominantly a crystal being, but you have fully activated your indigo self. I'm predominantly an indigo being, but I'm learned quite well over the last few years to activate the crystal side. Mm. So you've got this, well, the nine were talking mm. to me about being a peaceful warrior. Yes. A peaceful warrior. It's like, that's, that's a dichotomy. That is, a, that is mm. a contradiction. How can you be a warrior and peaceful at the same time? That's the, the, it, the crystal is the peace. And the indigo is the warrior. And that's the way forward to ha- have that fire and that, that, that peace, that water at the same time. That's right.
0: Because somebody has to say no. Yes. And your mother, and I love that you're, you're still kind of questioning about whether you, you were responsible enough to handle it at that age. She wanted you to have that responsibility because you were interacting in an industry where you needed that information. And yeah. that's why she handed it to you. And I would say the same, I keep going back to that story because the parallels are just so perfect in my, in my view, that this is earth. This is like your mother saying, hey, heads up, this is going to happen. So yeah. this idea, and it does remind me of what you were saying the nine said about the freedom warrior. I mean, Magenta, I would say that that freedom warrior energy is exactly what you're describing. And, and isn't it possible that it actually is here? And then that's what's setting in motion these new energies.
1: Yes, absolutely. And you were saying about people to take credit for what they have done. And I would absolutely Mm. agree and say to any light worker who's been working for X amount of years without really (laughs) knowing what they're doing, moving crystals around and earth healing and and meditation and et cetera, et cetera. Give yourselves a pat on the back because you Mm. have definitely influence this reality and in the recent channeling that i did the nine actually talk about this Mm. and talk about how the indigenous people the shamans and the hopi and and um, (sighs) many many different cultures of spiritually aware individuals have kept portals and streams open within this this matrix reality that yes. those portals have never shut down because there's been constant spiritual work what's mm-hmm. so interesting is that that has been focused upon this time period we're in now mm-hmm. you know is- we are in that time period now that sort of ascension time period we're in december 2017 and it's here and now today yes
0: Oh, I love that. And then the waiting may be over, (laughs) which to an impatience, you know, temperament. That's an exciting thing thing.
1: with the waiting. This is this is an issue. If you are waiting, you are creating a reality for yourself where you are waiting. And then what you get is waiting and waiting and waiting. Yes. So if you can actually let go of the waiting and think it's here it's like it's here we this is it and there right. will be a series of exposures there will be a series of crash downs there will be a series mm-hmm. of breakages of the old system and flourishing of the new it's yes. not going to happen in one night there's no, no way that in the physical dimension we can have the entire cabal arrested and the truth <laughs> blasted out on the news to everyone right. across the World in one day it's going it. to be an uncovering, but it's these waves and these waves, and it's wonderful because it started. the The whole thing was about it starting. You had yes. to get that first wave going, and we've been stuck in a reality where we were caught because nothing was working towards mm-hmm. releasing. Once that, it's like a wall. Once you take the first brick out, that yes. wall starts to fall. That that brick's come out. We Collectively, as Starseed, since the beginning of time, our forefathers and our ancestors, we've been working to do this because this whole trapping system has been. There's been an awareness of it from the minute it was set up. There's always been a counteracting to the dark from the light. So that brick has come out of that wall. I'm, yes. I'm sounding like a Pink Floyd fan <laughs> here, but kind of true, another brick in the wall. You know, I mean, it's such a metaphor. That brick has been taken out of the wall, and now. Things are, are falling and, and, and coming, changing shape. Yes. And we, the, 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 what's so exciting is the spiritual individuals who've had all this information and these downloads and all the researchers, the truthers can find out what's going on by researching. A mm-hmm. huge amount of people have known about this for quite some time. Now mm-hmm. it's becoming tangible. You can actually see it in the physical world and the sleeping Mm -hmm. individuals. This is what the nine was saying in the most recent channeling. The sleeping individuals are seeing it too. They don't know what it is. They can't make sense of it, but it's Mm -hmm. becoming tangible for them. The crumbling of this old system is there in your face, whether you're awake and aware or still sleeping and you're not aware and you don't even know who the cabal are. You know, something is not right and something's changing. Yes.
0: Oh, that feels so huge. I love how you said that. It's it's exciting, right? And I love your naming of if somebody is being, uh, you know, waiting for something to happen, then they're putting themselves in the energy pattern of waiting for something to happen because they're getting, they're getting themselves stuck in a loop of it hasn't happened yet. I would also want to offer those individuals that feel like nothing's happening. I don't, I question that you really know what you're looking for. Because your brain may be telling yourself that, no, the 3D is still here. See, it hasn't happened yet. But see, that's a false perception. Because if your expectation is that when something's happening, the 3D will be gone, then that's false. And there are teachers out there that are saying the 3D is going away. So if that's anywhere in the layers, the structure of their their energy field, they're going to constantly feel like we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. And you and I are sitting here saying, no, 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 the 3D isn't going away. It doesn't have to go away. And we can add on layers just like any good mathematician would when you want a bigger number. You add on to it. So we add on to these layers. We create a system where all these layers can actually work together. It may still feel a little clunky, and that's okay. But the fact that you're allowing yourselves to add on layers truthfully, authentically, by not disregarding the other layers and fabric of you is true it's authentic, it's real, and it's, it's what, to me, this is what Ascension is about because, and it kind of a funny little example, folks that only want to wear purple and blue because it's the upper chakras – And they're basically denying the lower chakras. And if I wear red, some people are like, oh, why are you wearing red? I love red, right? Like, that's so low vibe, right? And like, uh, if you're trying to get rid of your root chakra, you're really, really going to have some trouble.
1: (laughs) I didn't know that there were teachers that were teaching the three Mm. days going away. There's a book. I think
0: there's a book out there, the 3d is going away or why the 3d is going away or something like that. I, I saw that I came across that somewhere on social media. and I'm like, Oh, that's going to be an interesting experiment.
1: I think the only thing I can say there is we're all receiving these downloads that are energetically pretty much the same when we, mm. when we key into truth and it's the interpretation of that. Mm. that I have always taught me to look at every statement and look to see if there is a perspective where that might be true so mm-hmm. i'm sort of looking is there a perspective where the where the 3d is going away now you could say you could say that if you were teaching that we are moving to 5d Um, If you are trying to assist people to get into the fifth dimensional state, Mm -hmm. then maybe your teaching is fully focused within the fifth dimension. So you might say that once you're in the fifth dimension, the 3D is going away. Well, the only way it would be going away is your perception of reality will become fifth dimensional. The people that you interact with will be like-minded and it's okay for you to exist fully in the fifth dimension and allow the 3d to fall away from you. If you have done the integrative work, Mm. then that, that would then make sense. But have we done the integrative work yet? I would say looking at humanity energetically through remote viewing, No, we have not done the integrative work yet fully. We are still in that process of doing the integrative work. But when we've done the integrative work, when we won't be fully in just 5D, we will become multidimensional and we will embrace all the dimensions. So yeah it's it's not a teaching that would fully resonate with me. Mm-hmm. I would prefer to um, deliver the information that this is an integration of the dimensions, that they are superimposed within us and within the planet. Yes. That we can choose which dimension we wish to exi- exist within, and yes. that we should not move fully into five D until we have integrated the, the three third dimensional reality. And because there's trouble within three D, mm-hmm. one looks at three D. There's trouble and strife, and there's there's trials and tribulations, and there are people there that are drowning and need our help. Mm-hmm. So if we move us off to five D, are mm-hmm. we fulfilling our mission? When our mission is to help those that need us, and they are in 3D, the people in 5D don't need us. They're equals. They're all, you know, sitting on their unicorns and riding the rainbows. (laughs) What about the people drowning in the swamp? We need to help them. So we must stay in a state of integration. Is is what I would teach.
0: I love that. Uh, The strategy that I would um, that I would want to put words to for people then is. Does the, does whatever teachings that you're working with, does it make sense to you? Do you feel like it's working? And I love, how you gave the example earlier of something was, I want to say promised in 93 and then five years later, you're like, but wait a minute, it hasn't happened yet, you know, and it caused you to reevaluate and I would say open yourself up to another version The way that it's shown to me is that there are actually multiple experiments and I don't mean experiment in a negative way. We're not guinea pigs. We're not, you know, uh, lab experiments in a like we're the (laughs) like we're the the helpless uh, mouse that we don't want to be there. We want it to be out in the wild that we are actually orchestrating the experiment. We are we are fellow scientists in this realm and we are um, literally pioneering what will this work will this work will this work. I am very opinionated and I don't like the idea. I don't like the approach because I see the negative consequences. I see the effects of people saying, well, we're not there yet, Jill, because the 3D is still here. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me tell you how I look at the 3D and then it doesn't need to go away. And then they can consider it for themselves. Well, if Jill's right, then maybe we are, maybe 5D is already available to us. Maybe, maybe that other idea doesn't resonate with me either, but there have been experiments where we actually, the way it's shown to me is we tried to raise the floor. And Atlantis was another parallel of that experiment where we wanted to raise, if you will, a vibrational floor where the 3D was no longer the floor, that the 5D was the floor. And we saw the consequences of that we self-implode it because it denies the free will of those that either consciously or unconsciously are operating in that 3D vibrational range. So when you raise that floor, you self-implode because of the free will construct that's a cosmic law.
1: I can absolutely resonate with that regarding Atlantis. Yes, I, that does definitely fit, knowing the energy of Atlantis and what happened there. But it, it's funny, I remember somebody once saying to me, this was prior to 2012, prior to the 21st of December 2012, when everyone thought that you know we were ascending to 5D or ETs were coming to get us or we were walking through a portal or, or whatever. Um, I, I, I remember writing some comment saying... Um, in my next video, I'll, I'll do whatever it may be. And someone said, well, how are you going to be able to upload videos when you're in the fifth dimension? (laughs) Obviously the the perception was, you know, um, that, that we wouldn't have it here. But I too, like I said, I too, when I first heard of these metaphors from the nine Mm -hmm. and the nine don't come straight in and say, Oh no, no, no. You've got that wrong. They don't tell you, <laughs> they give you the delivery of the energy. You mm. see the pictures, you see the metaphors, and then it's up to you to analyse and work things out. <sighs> it's only when you've integrated everything that they then may come in and then give you some more dialogue. So I mm. I think the strategy really that I would give to people this. <laughs> is <laughs> yeah, if you are able to make communication with that higher self acts aspect, whether it's speaking to ascended masters, other beings through meditation, whether you're hearing a voice that sounds like you, but feels a little bit different, whether you have a feeling, the communication with the intuitive aspect that has a wider periphery. And this is another thing as well. There are some people out there and I've seen that the teaching, you don't need guides and higher beings to teach you when you should be doing it yourself. That is true. Hmm. But that perspective is assuming that guides and higher dimensional beings and extraterrestrials are outside of you and are totally separate to you, which they are from that point of view. However, there is another perspective where they are all you and they're more oneness with you because they are in a higher dimensional state. So I could say, I have nine beings with me that are my guidance system that are helping me and teaching me. That's a truthful statement, but I could also say, I'm doing this myself. (laughs) There's nothing outside of me, me, Magenta Pixie. I'm the one that's doing this ascension by myself. I'm the one taking action. Both of these are correct. So I would say find those perspectives where you can communicate with that guidance system. If that doesn't work for you and you prefer to be more intuitive and more feeling, or maybe you're more scientific and you like to um, research rather, whatever, whatever makes you feel good and excited about learning, whether it's watching someone's videos, whether you're in the truther community and you like to follow the teachers like David Icke and Alex Jones, if that's your path, go for that path. I, I do the whole lot. I will sometimes I will listen to, to those people. I think they're really interesting. And I find that some of the more third dimensional teachers will trigger me. I can listen to Alex Jones screaming and ranting and raving and thumping his fist on the table <laughs> at these cabal. And I can like watch him and then I can go away and I will then somehow take his 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 energy and Mm -hmm. transmute it into a higher form within me and then communicate with the nine about what he's just said yes so there are many many different strategies and different ways but my number one strategy would be to find some communication with your higher self in whatever way that may be because this is where you will find your intuition and your intuition knows all this you've been through this journey already this is this blueprint has been laid out for you And you can find out what it is you came here to experience. Mm -hmm. And you can actually look forward into these different futures and see these different timelines and these different outcomes for you as an individual and for you as a soul and for the planet. So I think that's the strategy, but it isn't going to necessarily be easy. We are going to see things come up in the media that are going to be horrifying and awful. But the spiritual aware individuals have a an advantage, and that advantage is that they already know pretty much to a point what's happening. They've they've had some kind of like my mum telling me when I was a kid, she mm-hmm. forewarned me. Mm-hmm. We've had that too. We can do this. The people who are aware can do this, they can navigate this coming these coming times. It's the people who lie asleep that are going to have more of a problem. And that's why we need to be strong to be there for them as well. But I say be strong, but don't feel that you've failed if you have a day where you don't feel strong. I wake up some days and I think I can't do this anymore. I don't Mm. feel strong. I feel weak. I feel like I'm anxious. I don't want to go out. I don't want to make any videos. I want to give it all up. That's normal. We are human. It's okay to feel anxiety. It's okay to feel fear. It's okay. There is no one that is judging us for how we feel. And then once we allow that, we can come back to. That strength again, and it's almost as though I was talking about these waves of truth and these waves of awareness. Well, we have those waves. We mm. follow those waves. We have a wave of creativity mm. where we want to work all day long, from nine <laughs> in the morning so till true. midnight, and we want to write and we want to speak, and we, want to speak. <laughs> and we live, eat, and breathe the spiritual energy. And then the next minute, we go into a slump and we want to sit on the sofa, put our feet up, and just stare at the TV and or read so a magazine. True. It's to to be this way. Mm
0: -hmm. I want to offer another strategy to those folks that don't feel their own connection. And I would offer them that nothing in this reality is denying the eternal light that you are at your soulfulness. You didn't stop being eternally light because you're human. Your being human isn't evidence that you like weren't good enough to stay in heaven and that you're here as some student that needs to turn yourself into a master like a frog turning itself into a prince. So if you don't feel that natural connection with your team, if you don't feel that you receive messages either for yourself or messages for anyone, you are not like less evolved. That, that's just for whatever reason how you wired yourself. You're not deficient. So your strategy in that case if you if you have even if you've tried different things to try to get connected maybe like i am or like magenta is you don't have to keep working at trying to get that connection there's another way to do this and i want to make sure you know that and that is to trust that you are eternally light and that there is nothing no thing that can ever happen to you in this reality or any reality that truly diminishes damages or denies the eternal light that you are. And that is like liberation for a lot of people because I don't have the numbers about who of us is wired for connection with our team. But I've been doing this long enough, not as long as Pagenta, obviously. But I've been doing this long enough with my client work where some people have tried a whole bunch of different things to get connected. And my biggest concern is that they feel like they're missing something. Because yeah. they don't feel the connection that we have. And their brain has said, if I don't have the connection like Jill has or like Magenta yeah. has or like so-and-so has, then I'm, then I'm not good enough or I'm not 5D yet or I, ne- I need to have that. And I yeah. would say, no, you don't need to have that. What I would yeah. put in place of that is eternally trust that your light is beautiful and amazing and fully available to you here. And that doesn't mean you have messages from your team. And it doesn't have to mean that because I totally agree with Magenta that you are an animation. You're the human expression of your team, whether you have dialogue with them or not. And one metaphor I like to use is like a professional race car driver and your your mic went out. So you don't have the the pit crew or anyone saying, hey, you know, somebody is coming up behind you or, you know, take that pass. The professional driver trusts their instincts. Mm. There's a curve. I think I should turn. (laughs) There's congestion up ahead. I think I should slow down. (laughs) I think I should go around this. So trust yourself. And a lot of us don't trust our human equipment. We feel like it's like we don't fit here. This is clunky. This is weird. I can't talk to my team. My headset's out, right? We panic and we feel like I have to get that back or I must be broken because I don't have that. And that's a perception that you can change. You can actually change your mind about things because I would offer you... They're not true. Hmm.
1: So- I've also had clients come to me and say the same thing. You know, I need to to channel and to uh-huh. connect with higher guidance. And I've tried everything and I can't. And I agree with you. That is just one strategy. It's a good strategy, but it's just one. Mm-hmm. And there are other people that are not here to do this and absolutely trust your own process everyone is a channel but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're communicating with beings like you and i are doing Mm. there are other ways to do this some people are visual and they are they are here to work with color and picture they are artists so they, they're, they're painters, they're photographers, and they won't have words coming in. Uh, they will have picture and feeling and they present it through canvas or through digital work. Uh, I remember a woman, a client coming to me once and she said, I don't know why I've come to see you because I'm not spiritual in any way at all. I don't do anything spiritual. I don't have a spiritual path. But somebody told me I should come and see you. But I was getting... This woman was deeply spiritual and had an amazing spiritual talent and was a very advanced channel. And I told her this. She goes, no, I'm sorry, that is not me. (laughs) So we ended up having this long conversation. And eventually it came to, we discovered through the conversation, she was actually painting. She sent me Mm. some of her paintings and they were just amazing, Mm. profound messages in geometry and colour and symbolism. So, but she didn't realise... And it wasn't until I, I told her, I pointed it out and said, look at your paintings. Only then did she realize that she, how spiritual she was. And then it made her cry because she thought all mm. the time there it was. And it's not just painting, there's um, music is another way. Mm. There are many musicians who <sighs> are bringing this energy forward in song and tune and using all sorts of different types of music and different instruments and drumming. Mm. and It's not just even about the creative. um, Often there is a creative stance, there is Mm -hmm. a creative aspect to you, but it isn't always so obvious. Recently, I was looking, it's funny how you mentioned the the, the motor driver, because I was just going to talk about cars as well. (laughs) Um, Recently, I was looking to buy a new car. And I've never in my life gone and bought a new car without a man with me who knows about cars, you know, my dad or my brother or, you know, someone who, who knows about cars. But everyone's busy, everyone's working. And I thought, you know what, I can do this myself. <laughs> so I started to do some research into cars and, and to look at all the different models and, um, you know, which one might be right for me and, uh, you know, everything, everything to do with cars and, how, and what to look for when you buy a car. And I found this guy online. I found his his website and I looked at his photograph and I knew before reading anything, by looking at his photograph, I just thought, my goodness me, this man is a master in Mm. his field. This man has incarnated to do this job he's someone who has been interested in cars since he was a child he started writing for an, a, a british newspaper um a, a car advice and he's just got bigger and bigger and now has this huge website and people all over the world are asking him questions even though this is a british car site <laughs> and i knew that this guy was a master and an expert in his field and i knew if i read through his website and looked at all the emails he'd, he'd been sent and looked at all the um answers i knew that this was someone who knew exactly what he was talking about because with cars there are all different kinds of experts and all different kinds of opinions as to Mm -hmm. which is the best car and you know as I've discovered but (laughs) I knew that this guy so what I'm I'm trying to get here is you don't have to be an artist a painter a writer a channeling musician or an actor you could be a car mechanic you could be a baker (laughs) it doesn't matter what the job is Mm -hmm. because you have this destiny you have this this expansion within you you can become a master in your field we can't have a third dimension without people who clear away the rubbish and the people who work in the shops the people who work in the post office Mm -hmm. they need to give themselves a pat on the back as well they need to see the beauty in their work and we're no different, we're, you know, mm. because we're, we're communicating with higher beings doesn't make us any better than the person who collects the rubbish. That's right. You know, and I've had conversations. I mean, we got. when my car broke down a while ago, we got picked up by the rescue guy. And I had some pretty deep conversations with him. No, and he was, no. you know, and he, he's a rescue guy driving, driving a massive lorry. Yeah. And, and he was great. So exactly. there is, you know, there is, there not is mastery and everything.
0: Yes. And just adjusting our brains to what this is supposed to look like. And I'm guessing you're going to find some, some phony baloney kind of stuff in there. Because we, when you really believe and you can trust that we're all eternally light, it doesn't matter what our jobs are here. And Not, even in terms yeah. of the channel, I wanted to add that channeling doesn't have to be about a message. Even the artwork doesn't have to be, well, what does it mean? What is it telling us, right? It can just be. So what if you're a channel of love? What if you're a channel of forgiveness? What if you're a channel of grace? And I would say it's not one thing anyway. It's so much more complex. And celebrate the complexity that that's what makes reality. If we could figure this whole place out, we wouldn't come back here. It wouldn't even be fun if it weren't 100% predictable, 100% predestined. If we were all just puppets on a string playing these roles, I think I found my slot. This wouldn't even be fun for master's.
1: Absolutely absolutely it's... and and you know the only reason why we might come back here if we had figured this reality out would be to act as a um a guide for for others but then we'd still have something to figure out ourselves for coming back here in the first place so yeah i love what you what you just said and i think um i agree i would
0: add that what if earth isn't about anything to figure out i don't feel and I, I might be wrong about this, but my perception right now is I'm not here to figure anything out. I'm here to be in a very, very personalized expression of the light of source that I that I wanted to be here. And through circumstances, I ended up in this line of work. I liked who I was when I was in business, too. But this is way more creative. This is far more of embracing my multi multidimensionality. But my team has said over and over again, they wouldn't be disappointed if, in me if I was still a strategic business planner at Hewlett-Packard. They wouldn't be like, oh, Jill, she's really lost her way. <laughs> she hasn't found it yet. I mean, they would be like, oh, she's pretty good at that. Is she having fun? Is she shining her light? Is she being the loving, curious, problem-solving, you know, fixer
1: kind of person that she is? Yep. Sounds good like- to us. Yeah I mean that that's all true there is a, pr- a certain predestined uh pathway when you move into alignment though so you mm. you wouldn't really have stayed in that job because <laughs> your predestiny is is to be here but what you're saying is I would say, is the crystal energy, which Mm. is, I'm not here to figure anything out. I'm here to be. I'm here to be an expression. I'm here to feel the energy. Uh, That is simply who I am. I'm shining my light. That's the crystal energy. I feel the indigo energy is analysis it is about figuring out but the the, the beauty is you can choose you don't have Mm. to embrace the indigo energy Mm -hmm. you do not have to be analytical you don't have to figure things out if you don't want to you can stay fully in the crystal energy and shine your light and be and just sit in your garden and love Mm -hmm. the roses and you're still (laughs) you are still sending your your light to that grid Mm -hmm. you are still Helping with that ascension process by being in the crystal energy. I like being indigo. So I, I want to figure I things do. out. I do too. Yeah. You know, yeah. I couldn't I, be I, any other way, yeah. but it's not wrong. If you yes. are in a state of beingness, as long as the beingness is active beingness. Yes. If you are in complacency passivity. and um, passivity, then no, that is, that is a resistant energy. Yes. But if you are consciously oh within that that crystal energy, if you are consciously in your beingness through, through a conscious awareness of it, yes. what you will often find though is when you stay in your beingness consciously, you will find some creative expression usually bursts forth hmm. from you. You'll start <laughs> writing poetry or you'll start creating a beautiful garden or making pretty pictures with shells or going <laughs> for constructive walks. You will find something because... There is momentum in everything, even in beingness. There is momentum within this reality, but that's conscious beingness, and we can have that. It's, it's really about not seeing yourself as a failure. That's, yes. that's the main thing, is not thinking I've, I've been left behind, I'm not very spiritual, I should be doing this. The thing is, I still do it, though. It's, it's not something that we can easily just sort of rise above our our feelings of failure. I decided to do some channeling. Uh, did some channeling that came through and then I made the decision to do an analysis of the channeling without (laughs) thinking that this is actually a 30 minute channeling. It's all about December. I've got 10 pages or nine pages of print out here and where I talk so much on just one paragraph, I've done a a few videos and I'm thinking, Oh no, I'm never going to get them all done by the winter solstice. And I'm going to have to completely (laughs) rearrange my entire December and (laughs) cut out some of my social events. And the nine said to me, there is no deadline for this. Mm. There's no, you, you know, you don't have to set yourself <sighs> a deadline for this. It's okay. The videos will come out when they do. And to put pressure on you to get videos out is completely... the 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 energy that you are moving away from the zero point you won't be able to move into that that space Mm. and so I I they sometimes have to come in and remind me and then I remember you're Mm. right I'm not going to so if I don't get all these videos out in December and I'm still talking about the winter solstice in February it's okay (laughs) I'm I'm trying not to do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah If that no, happens, maybe. it
0: does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It's funny. I love, by the way, and I appreciate, thank you for what you were saying about the crystal and the indigo and the blend and that kind of thing. It makes me feel that it's not that, and I, for some reason I want to clarify, possibly defensively, and I'll own that if that's the case. It's not that I don't love figuring things out here, but I don't feel like I have to. Yeah, I feel yeah, exactly. like I want to. And it's interesting because, and I think we're both similar in this way, I don't want to figure out how we got to where we are. Although I do do some of that just for my own mental, I want to say entertainment and satisfaction, that there's some storyline that can make sense of this place that is very satisfying to me. And I find it satisfying to others. What I get really passionate about, though, is the problem solving in terms of what to, what's a possible way forward out of this. So when I look at you know, the the failure of the media industry to be a source of, of unbiased, authentic, relevant and helpful and assistive and supportive information for humanity. And I feel like it's failed in that. And then I look at WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks just cropped up like a like a new flower in the flower garden, right? And it changed everything because it holds accountability and it provides a channel, if you will, of different information that isn't being received by the established media. So the established media says, oh, that's going to disrupt our sponsors. That's going to disrupt those that, Um, endorse us. So we're not going to, we're not going to publish that and, and, you know, discouraging it from ever being published. And then something like WikiLeaks pops up, right? And there's another avenue, another literal channel for authenticity and uncomfortable truths, et cetera. I think of it with Bitcoin and other digital currencies that our banking system has a level of corruption and manipulation and withholding of the free flow of financial, um, financial, uh, I wanna say energy and commerce. And then you have something like digital currency coming up that's still mysterious to a lot of people. And and PayPal was a bit that way too. And then I feel like PayPal has gone the way (laughs) of the, uh, the other institutions. But we do have a lot of evidence and I would say growing evidence for disruptors. And I'm excited about those disruptors, and I'm, I, I actually like it that they're not regulated. I like it when it has a system of self-mechanizing self honesty and personal responsibility. I'm a huge fan of all of us being personally responsible for our joy, our well-being. And yes, there's a lot of ways that that isn't easy to do in this reality, but there's only so much time that we can sit around and complain about how it isn't fair and it takes us also alongside that to say, okay, but I just got to figure out what, I, what I'm going to do to deal with this. Yeah. So there are a lot of, and I would say growing in 2018, these disruptors that are, are re- reason to celebrate because that allows those other systems. The other systems sometimes don't even have to be us with hammering, you know, to take the bricks out. Sometimes they fall on their own because they just become so antiquated and outdated that nobody wants to use them anymore.
1: Well, that's the old energy, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, that's not sustaining anymore. And the new energy is the freedom and the transparency. It's interesting about the media because when I first started to go online with the the videos, the, the nine were telling me that coming in through YouTube or through social media with these messages was the backdoor media or the new media. Mm-hmm. And the the, the the front door media was the mainstream media, and we're coming in through the back door. But what was, they've now said to me in the last well recent few months is the alternative media is now the front door. Yes, it is. We have just switched. The alternative media is front door media. The mainstream media is backdoor media. Now, that might may not look that way at the moment, but it won't be long before we see evidence of this. And they're mm-hmm. trying to crack down on alternative media, but yeah. it's just springing up wherever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The, the, the interesting thing about the Internet was it was originally created as a control structure, Yes. on the dark cabal to be able to control the people and it's backfired on them massively because it's been the biggest um expression of freedom and it's 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 not what they thought it would be yes there's still the control there mm-hmm. but the aware individuals who are embracing this fifth dimensional reality mm-hmm. it's almost as though they try to to catch you and trap you and the minute they try to trap you you've gone and they're like where, where have they gone mm-hmm. oh they're over there and then they come over there to get you and you've gone again because so you're multi-dimensional so there's there's more than one of you yes like that that fi- that film with arnold arnold schwarzenegger um where he did um what's it called the original um uh, terminator where he goes to mars uh total oh, recall okay okay got this watch on and there's many of, and they can't see which one is him. Mm. That's what the star seeds have. They are this fifth dimensional uh, reflection. <laughs> they can't be pinpointed. They can't be pinpointed psychically anymore. The yeah. remote viewing techniques that they used to use back in the, whenever it was the 70s <sighs> yeah. and 80s, they don't work anymore. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they, they aren't showing them what they used to see because we're in a different dimension. They can't That's see right. our dimension. Yes.
0: And that's why they need the self-tracking, right, where we sign up for things where we're monitored um, through other sorts of uh, saying yes to different terms and conditions and agreements where we're unwittingly saying, okay, you can track me this way. So it's, uh, which I don't, I'm not concerned about that. Maybe I should be or maybe I will be in the future, but I, I don't, I don't feel insecure about that at all.
1: No, because Um, nothing's working. Nothing they do is working. They are unable to keep track. Their agenda is to track us all, to herd us all like sheep into one big pen where they can see us all. And And, the sheep are constantly escaping and they're no longer sheep and there's no pens (laughs) anymore. And they cannot keep track and they never will be able to. It's gone too far. And they know it.
0: Yes, and the biggest thing they are afraid of is us thinking for ourselves. Yeah, and that's where in our community, I and
1: speaking for ourselves. Speaking as for well, ourselves as
0: well. That's so true. They go that. hand in hand. Not, yeah, not
1: being scared to talk.
0: Yep, yeah. and not being scared to question. And that's yeah. where sometimes in our community, I do. I do have concern when I, when I hear somebody sort of parroting a teacher's teachings and feeling like, okay, I must be safe because I'm agreeing with this person and I trust that person. And I always want to really just, you know, put my hands on their shoulders and say, but what do you think? Yeah. Why do yeah. you like what they're saying? Or is there any parts that you disagree with? And really, it's almost like inviting them into their own heart space and that, that eternal light that's always inside of us that can't be turned off and is never turned off no matter where we are. So there's a lot to be excited about and there's so many different strategies about how we can be aware of when our thinking is controlled and part of it is our ability to get into uncomfortable ranges of thoughts that we wish things weren't true, but they are true. So being honest with ourselves and again, what we were talking about earlier, uh, my words are (laughs) creating the 3D and the 4D and the 5D range for ourselves where it's not, it's not anti-5D to be clear about what you see in the 3D and that you can, I look at it as creating almost like a parental version of ourselves that can soothe and comfort the versions of our, our our 3D selves that get scared or want to give up like you were talking about earlier, because I definitely have those days too. And I'm like, what's the point? I mean, is this really making a difference? Is anyone hearing me? You know what I mean? And my team is like, well, did you like the message? You know? <laughs> anyway, but this option for us to self-soothe and self-comfort to me feels like a very valuable approach. And again, I am a fan of personal responsibility. So we have this range within ourselves and that does put us in a different vibrational range of humanity and that makes it more difficult for humanity in general to be controlled because yeah. they can tell that, the, that we're thinking off, off script. They can tell that we're acting off script that we're speaking off script and there's enough of us that they're like, okay, just it's kind of like in, a, in the military, let that one go, you know, you're never going to catch that guy, right? But let's go for the ones we can catch. It's like catching fish in a way. Um, there's enough of us now, like you said, that have, that have escaped, the, <laughs> escaped the pen, yeah. and we're growing in numbers. And I would say that we're actually helping other people escape the pen. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't—it yeah. doesn't have to be physically, but just hey, wait a minute. Are you sure it's okay when you when you stop yourself from thinking this or stop yourself from expressing that? Is that really you saying I don't want to say that, or is there part of you that you're following a script that was never authentically you, but it was inserted or handed to you, and you've been choosing to abide by it? And then at some point you say, "Screw it! I want to—I want to say the truth. I want to say—I want to learn my truth."
1: And there's so many of us as well now. Mm. It's exciting. So it's, it's not as mm. if it's just a few that right. they can let go. There's so many. There's too many for them. that yeah. people that are, that are thinking for themselves. That's right. And it's, it's not something that they <sighs> ever thought yeah. that this would occur. They, they were so certain.
0: They were so the, overconfident.
1: Yeah. And, the and whole-
0: underestimating us. And I, I, for some reason, I want to throw these words in. They didn't let us go. We started saying no.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They didn't let us go. We said no. That's and of right. course, this is showing in the political movement in, with Brexit. Mm. You know, they ne- I mean, it's totally against the agenda to move away from mm. moving into the super state and
0: yep. they're still
1: dragging their heels and allowing it to happen, trying to find some strategy. The point is, it really doesn't matter whether Brexit happens or not. The point is Brexit occurred through the vote. That's right. The, the energetic has occurred the, we have had an energetic brexit and yes. then we look at america and we look at trump mm-hmm. probably the most controversial subject in in any field
0: he, he hates a <laughs> script and i feel that that's probably why both of us by you and i actually it's not that we think he's a great guy or that we would want him to take care of our children for a day right but he goes off script and at this no, point he's I, way I, off script my indigo, my, and like you said, my indigo layers love anyone that goes off script and not anyone. I don't want to go off, somebody to go off script and harm somebody, but there is some value to him going off script. And for that position to be an off, to be filled with an off script, very, very bombastic sort of like knee jerk sort of person starts to diminish the structure of control that had yeah. been in that office. And we have yeah. the- example of it with with Israel and the capital of Jerusalem and the USA embassy I actually heard a video montage this morning of all the other presidents since Clinton in 95 saying and we will declare Jerusalem as they all said it they all said it as a campaign pitch and none of them did it
1: it. it. it's got such (laughs) spiritual significance yes and so you know systematically energetically even if things haven't been done the minute that they are even looked at discussed and observed that God. timeline starts to come up mm-hmm. so everything is different now even though Trump <sighs> probably hasn't been in office a year has he um, no has it it's ja- in january it will be january it's been 11 months and so much has been done, That's and yet right. other people other people are looking at the media and seeing how he's disrupted and destroyed this wonderful system that was working so well, and he's come <laughs> in and destroyed it all, whereas the yes. truth is the complete opposite. Yeah. But what I would say to anyone who is having problems um, embracing three d 3 d and wanting to be in 3 d and wanting to escape to 5 d what I would say is there is beauty in 3D, it's third dimensional beauty. It isn't the same beauty as 4D or 5D, Mm -hmm. but there is third dimensional beauty. And I would say, well, what is it? Look for it. Where is the 3D beauty? If you look for it, you will find it. It's like using um, a program, a television program as an analogy. I was talking to a friend of mine, we were talking about programs we were watching and I was saying, I love the walking dead. So she this is spiritually aware woman who is mm-hmm. embracing love and light and fifth dimension. She goes, Magenta, mm-hmm. how can you watch a program mm-hmm. about zombies? So let's look at the program The Walking Dead as if it were a representative of the third dimension. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is a program about zombies. Zombies have taken over the world in this in this world, in this program. Where is the beauty in watching something like that when you are looking at the screen and seeing zombies being ripped apart where is the beauty and she didn't quite get what i meant and i said the beauty is in the acting the costumes Mm. the the direction the talent and the creativity Mm. that's gone into it Mm. yes there is infiltration there there's no doubt there are the, the, the infiltration using tv um emotionally trying to hijack your emotions as a viewer, just like the media is doing. Mm-hmm. So we've got something like The Walking Dead that is building you up and building you up and building you up and then crashing you right down to the point where you can be traumatized. If anyone's seen The Walking Dead, I'm talking about season seven, episode one, they'll know exactly <laughs> what I mean. that, cr- that can traumatize you. And, and it, it, it would, you, you mm-hmm. can actually be traumatized from the storyline. So I'm not saying there isn't hijacking there, just like there is in the third dimension. But how do you rise above the trauma from watching Mm. season seven, episode one of The Walking Dead? How Mm. do you rise above that trauma? Because it is trauma. And I I could feel trauma in me when I watched that episode, but I knew how to transmute it. How do you do that? The acting is superb. Honour the creativity of the actors. Mm -hmm. Look at the actor who's playing the negative guy look at the look at the acting look at the costumes look at the set look at how well it's executed Uh, honor the creativity and the entertainment value that Mm. you are getting to try to counteract the trauma from that episode it's exactly the same with the third dimension where is the we've got infiltration we've got the zombies and we've got the all of the all of the dark (laughs) stuff threading through the third dimension where is the beauty where is the creativity what can we honor we can honor nature we can honor our family we can honor the birth of our grandchild or our niece or nephew we can honor a little kitten there are things of beauty here yes why would we want to leave that behind when we can have it all and have 5d at the same time
0: beautiful beautiful I feel like that's a wrap. Do you feel like that's a bit I of do, a closure? Yeah, wrap? I it's felt just that a too. Perfect ending on that. It's so good. I
1: did feel that too. Excellent. That. Kind of just <laughs> fell into the ending. Nice
0: little button on the end. I love it. Magenta. Go watch The
1: Walking Dead now. <laughs>
0: okay. No, I'm curious because I have heard good have things you ever about seen it, it? it. I haven't. I've I do like it. Stranger Things though, and I do like I've some other that. things that, that, and I saw Ozarks. Or Ozark on Netflix that one. and that when I was like there was a part of me like why am I watching this but I actually did yeah. appreciate the ending um, but there were parts of it that were just like shock value pulp fiction yeah, totally. kind of things like it's this is supposed value. to shock you mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm not even shocked at this point <laughs> what does that say about me <laughs> right
1: <laughs> but well, the strategy.
0: I, yeah. yeah exactly it is the strategy I agree so anyway when it's why don't we each give our website
1: so people know where to find us why don't you go first Okay, so my website is magentapixie.com. And uh, if you go on there, you will find a link to my YouTube videos and meditations and my books, etc, etc. magentapixie.com. What is the name of your latest book? Because I
0: know I've seen the title of it and the energy of it feels fantastic
1: it's divine architecture and the star seed template bit of a long title i know but i i one. just needed to fit the 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 architecture in there because it's it's so important in uh, in, in describing what's in there you are building architecture divine architecture within and the star seed template mm. is the, the template we've all come in on as a star seed from that metaphor Beautiful. i love it yeah
0: so my website is jillrenefeeler.com, And people sometimes ask me, is that my real name? It is. My husband's last name is Feeler. And I never, I didn't, I didn't get the irony at first, but now I just think it's hilarious. And then my middle name <laughs> means rebirth, which is just funny. It's even spelled the French way. <laughs> anyway, so Jillrenefeeler.com And I also have a YouTube channel and free videos. There's private consultations I do. And I think the title of my latest book is Stepping Into the Platinum Age. And it, yeah, it's, it's a. It's a fun kind of like, we've got this, we can do this. And it is very practical. A lot of my stuff is, is um, some, I want to say raw honesty that some people aren't used to, but I'm just really excited about treating everyone as the fellow master that they are. And I don't want it to take years for you. And I, getting to a cave and spending 10 years there is not practical in modern day times. And the beauty is it's not required. So we can really step right into a very expanded version of ourselves without years and years of study. You don't have to earn or learn the light of source that you are. It is about claiming it and embracing it and that can happen in real time. And then you can adjust your thoughts and feelings and voice and energy patterns accordingly. And it's easier once you've claimed that light as your own.
1: Lovely. Very
0: good. Thank you so much, Madanta. I have so much honor for you, and this was really fun. And I hope our audiences enjoy it too.
1: Same. Same to you. Thank and you. And yes, it's been a lovely connection, lovely chat, and we must uh, we must do this again. We I'm, have a I'm nice getting... a nice flow. And last time, yes. people did leave comments saying how they enjoyed our conversation, and they felt like they were here. And I think we don't really have a, a sort of. Our conversation's heavy in its content, but then energetically, we're not heavy. We're kind of flowing and light, and two friends having a chat. And, yes. you know, and I think everyone who watches is just feeling that like they're here. We're all sort of a bunch of us having coffee together. Yes. If we're in the be same casual. we could do, wouldn't it be nice to have like uh, a big hall and have all the stars. Oh,
0: you got me dreaming about another, another interaction then at some point, And I'm game for that too. have a beautiful evening magenta and happy holidays everybody thank you you too happy holidays to you as well thank you